This is the Bible in One Year Express, day 89. A hundredfold return. He was brought up on one of the roughest estates in Manchester. His father was an alcoholic. He left school at 15. He ran away from home. He lived on the streets. He joined a gang. He got involved in crime and ended up in prison. When he came out, he joined the army. He went through two divorces. In 1994, he walked into our church and did Alpha. He encountered Jesus and was filled with the Holy Spirit. He started visiting prisoners. He joined the HGB staff to head up the work in prisons. He started an organization to care for prison leavers. He set up a homeless project. He started a course to help those with addictions and courses to help those struggling with depression and debt. Under his leadership, Alpha for Prisons has spread through the prisons in the UK and 76 countries around the world. Thousands have come to faith in Jesus Christ. Hundreds of men and women have been placed in churches through the Ministry of Caring for Prison Leavers. Paul Cowley, author of Thief, Prisoner, Soldier, Priest, is an example of someone who was the good soil on which the seed fell. He has a noble and good heart. He heard the word, retained it, and by persevering has produced a crop hundreds of times more than was sown. He encountered Jesus as his saviour, sower, and shepherd. From Psalm 38 Lord, I wait for you. You will answer, Lord my God. For I said, Do not let them gloat or exalt themselves over me when my feet slip. For I am about to fall, and my pain is ever with me. I confess my iniquity. I am troubled by my sin. Lord, do not forsake me. Do not be far from me, my God. Come quickly to help me, my Lord and my Saviour. Personal Saviour David, in the midst of all his troubles, suffering and persecution, turns to the Lord as his personal Saviour, my Saviour. You may or may not be facing the extreme difficulties David faced, but you can still follow this pattern today. First, ask. Cry out for help. I wait for you, O Lord. You will answer, O Lord my God. For I said, do not let them gloat or exalt themselves over me when my foot slips. Second, confess. Confess your sin. I'm ready to tell my story of failure. I'm no longer smug in my sin. Third, trust. For in you, O Lord, do I hope. Trust God to save you. O Lord, do not forsake me. Be not far from me, O my God. Come quickly to help me, O Lord, my Saviour. Lord, I ask you for your help to act today. Forgive my sin, O Lord. Do not forsake me. Be not far from me, O my God. Come quickly to help me, O Lord, my Saviour. New Testament from Luke 8 While a large crowd was gathering and people were coming to Jesus from town after town, he told this parable. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on, and the birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground, and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among thorns, 
which grew up with it and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than was sown. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. Those along the path are the ones who hear, and then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. Those on the rocky ground are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing, they fall away. The seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches and pleasures, and they do not mature. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering produce a crop. Great Sower A great deal of Jesus' ministry was about sowing seeds. Jesus went about proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God wherever he went. Our ministry today is often about simply sowing seeds. Sometimes this involves travelling to sow seed, for example on a mission trip. At other times, Jesus gathered people together and then sowed seeds. A large crowd was gathering and people were coming to Jesus from town after town. I'm excited about our leadership conference, which takes place each year at the beginning of May. This year, LC23 will be live from the Royal Albert Hall in London on the 1st and 2nd of May. Then, the best of the in-person experience will be streamed live and offered for free for everyone, everywhere, online on the 24th and 25th of May. Jesus did not do all of this sowing on his own. He had a team, at the heart of which were 12 men and also some women. Women played a very important role in Jesus' ministry. Among other things, they helped to support the team out of their own means. Jesus then describes what they were all doing in terms of the parable of the sower. They, like us, are all sowing the seed of the word of God. Don't be disappointed if not everyone responds equally. First, hard-hearted. Some won't believe. The seed on the road are those who hear the word, but no sooner do they hear it than the devil snatches it from them so that they won't believe and be saved. Second, faint-hearted. I've never met a strong person with an easy past. Faith is tested. Trouble in life is almost inevitable. Some seem to respond very enthusiastically, but it does not last. They have no root. They hear with enthusiasm, but the enthusiasm doesn't go very deep. It's only another fad, and the moment there is trouble, it's gone. Third, half-hearted. Others seem to be very responsive, but later they drop out due to the thorns of life, anxieties, cares, riches and pleasures. These are the ones who hear, but then the seed is crowded out and nothing comes of it as they go about their lives worrying about tomorrow, making money and having fun. Fourth, wholehearted. The first three categories lead to great disappointment and sadness. However, Jesus says, some will be responsive and steadily bring forth fruit with patience. Or as the message puts it, these are the good hearts who seize the word and hold on no matter what, sticking with it until there's a harvest. 
Earlier, he said that this crop might reap a hundred times more than was sown. I often say that running Alpha is the most disappointing thing I've ever been involved in. It's disappointing when people respond negatively or drop out. But as we read the words of Jesus, we should not be surprised by this. On the other hand, Alpha is also the most exciting thing I've ever been involved in. Those who do respond wholeheartedly to the seed that was sown, like Paul Cowley, have a huge impact, a hundred times what was sown. We see this time and again in the lives of those who come to know Jesus. They're filled with the Holy Spirit, go out and tell their friends, and make a great impact on society. These words of Jesus are not just about other people. It's about you and me. Every time we hear the word of God, for example, when we're reading the Bible or listening to a talk, be careful how you listen to the word of God. In one sense, the whole of your life is a response to the word of God. The more responsive you are, the more you'll be given. Lord, thank you for the power of your word to change lives. Help me not to be discouraged by the disappointments, but to keep on sowing the seed. Thank you for the great joy there is when we see seed take root in a person's life and produce a crop a hundred times what was sown. Old Testament from Numbers 27 to 29 Moses said to the Lord, May the Lord, the God who gives breath to all things, appoint someone over this community to go out and come in before them, one who will lead them out and bring them in so that the Lord's people will not be like sheep without a shepherd. So the Lord said to Moses, Take Joshua, son of Nun, a man in whom is the spirit of leadership, and lay your hand on him. Chief Shepherd As Moses comes to the end of his life, he sees the desperate need that God's people have for a leader. He prays to the Lord, May the Lord, the God who gives breath, to all living things appoint someone over this community to go out and come in before them, one who will lead them out and bring them in, so that the Lord's people will not be like sheep without a shepherd. God heard Moses' prayer and appointed Joshua as his successor. God said of Joshua, The Spirit is in him. Hands were laid on him. He was commissioned. He was given authority, and he became a shepherd of God's people. Shepherd was a common term for kings and rulers at the time. Moses' concern for the Lord's people foreshadows Jesus' concern for his people. When Jesus saw crowds of people in his ministry, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. The image of the Christian leader as a shepherd is picked up in a number of places in the New Testament. Peter writes, Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. Jesus is the chief shepherd. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. I know my sheep. He says that one day there will be one flock and one shepherd. The writer of Hebrews describes Jesus as the great shepherd of the sheep. The rest of the passage in Numbers, with its regulations for eating and drinking, religious festivals and the Sabbath, again points us ultimately to Jesus. St. Paul writes, These are a shadow of the things that were to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ. Jesus is the chief shepherd, the great sower, and the saviour of the world.
Lord, I worship you today as the chief shepherd, the great sower, and the saviour of the world. May I in turn be a good shepherd, sow the seed of your word, and produce a hundredfold return. Pepper adds, Looking at Luke 8, I'm particularly intrigued by the women who travelled with Jesus and supported his ministry out of their own means. They included Susanna, Joanna and Mary Magdalene. They'd been healed or delivered from evil spirits. Joanna's husband, Chusa, ran Herod's household. Joanna supporting Jesus and Chusa working for Herod must have meant that there were some interesting conversations in their home. Then there was Mary Magdalene. She was singled out by Jesus and entrusted with this astonishing news. Jesus picked a woman with a terrible past to be entrusted with the most important news in the whole of history.